0: Yo, we're out the gate
1: We are out the gate, damn right we are
0: Afternoon boys
1: Afternoon, afternoon Welcome back to another episode Just fix these headphones We just had some technical difficulties Uh, I think there's been a bit of a storm at the moment So, well there was a storm later on I'm not making any sense
2: There was a storm (laughs) Lots of lightning, lots of rain Potentially tripped some powerpoints in here and oh, we're good to go.
0: Right, as if you're listening, the uh, the roof is slightly caved in in the corner, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm joking, Jack. Oh, yeah, you're I was, looking around. The I was like, where is where is, the shit? where is it caved in?
1: Um, guys, uh, awesome, awesome week it's been. Um, you guys had a good week. Mm, fantastic one. So it's far. been good.
0: Yeah, very busy. Um, but but good. Good so far. Uh,
1: just started a uh, research. Do you want to tell us just quickly about um, what you've got, what, 20 or so members here at the Rad Centre doing?
0: Yeah, very exciting. We got, uh, actually, you just had a look and up to 26, which is, is good. Um, and basically, yeah, um, getting a little partnership going with FedUni, which is exciting, and, and starting to do some research so that we can keep on um, looking at methods that we implement and, and see whether they're effective or not or um, yeah, just little things that are actually going to impact how we program for, for people, which is cool. Um, so the first first cab off the rank, um, we're working with Matt O'Grady from out at Fed Uni. Um, so he's done his PhD in a phenomenon, I guess you call it, the post-activation performance enhancement. And basically all that is is that... Um, if you do a, a heavy lift, um, such as a, a heavy squat or a heavy bench press or something along those lines it's typically been squatting, um, that, or the suspected um, pathway for it to occur is that from that heavy squat, um, your muscle fibres and everything in that area will be activated to a greater extent. The, the neural pathways will be firing. Um, motor unit recruitment will be going up. So essentially that if you go and do something explosive, at a certain time point after it, your performance will be enhanced. So in this instance, what Matt's done all his research in is doing a a squat and then a a jump after it and at different time points. Um, And basically, obviously, a really, really heavy squat. So if you're going to to the point of like a 5RM or a 3RM where you're hitting near your absolute maximal for that amount of reps, uh, at some point, uh, and it varies individual um, to individual, at some time point, the yeah the enhanced muscle activation and so on will outweigh the fatigue that you're going under. So I think most people would think you've done a really heavy squat, you're going to be fatigued, your performance is going to go down. That is true initially, um, but as time goes on, so getting towards a two, four, six minutes post uh, doing that heavy squat, the enhance, enhancements in everything else will actually help improve your performance. So that that has been proven. What we're looking for is to see whether it actually is muscle activation and and it's localized. So a lot of the studies have only really been on lower body to lower body, upper body to upper body and so on. So what we're trying to do is to see whether a upper body strength stimulus can enhance lower body um, explosive power performance pretty much. So then what we're doing is is you'll do a 5RM squat, um, so really heavy squat, You'll do a 5RM bench press um, and we'll basically do a counter movement jump on the force plates before you squat or bench press. You'll build to your 5RM weight and then immediately post at two minutes post, at four minutes post and at eight minutes post you'll do jumps. And what we're looking for is a few metrics on the force plates but the main one being jump height and seeing we would expect at some point for jump height to go up post a heavy squat but we're trying to see whether the same occurs after the bench press So if that does occur, what that would mean is that it's a largely neural-driven or nervous system is affected uh, and therefore the um, performance enhancement isn't localized to the certain muscle group that you've trained, which would then implicate, um, I suppose, sort of contrast training methods. Um, So the thought process of doing a heavy squat into a heavy jump, or sorry, a heavy squat into an explosive jump, Um, to become more explosive uh, if we're worried about heavy squatting someone um, say pre a game or something like that we could then do a heavy bench press into an explosive jump and still have the same impact Um, awesome yeah so that's so cool roundabout way of trying to see if yeah if we can pair upper and lower body heavy and and contrast exercises um, to become more explosive rather than does it have to be the same muscle group or movement
1: I think that's so cool that you guys have the, um, <coughs> excuse me, capability to do that kind of thing, and and also very grateful that I get to be a part of um, something like this. And and this leads us to today's discussion, or something I'd like to talk about. Yesterday, Barnsley, link you, uh, you were like, All right, I need you to warm up, and then we're going to stretch and get you on the on the um, squats. And then Barnzey goes, oh, Jack, what's your uh, what's your PB or you know your mo- your, your heaviest squat, and I'm I thinking like honestly. Maybe 100 or 90 or something I haven't done it for a while To that point of PB And in my head I'm going Oh shit I'm actually not that good at it Like I'm not that strong Or that limiting belief Real kicked in And then all of a sudden, I got my PB yesterday for five little squats, bit fast on it. There's a few things I could definitely work on and stuff, but uh, coaches were happy with it. And I got 130 kilos. And I, I left like buzzing, bro. Like I was like, oh my goodness. I just said that I reckon my best was, you know, 100 or something like that. But I got 130 and it felt good. Felt really good, I felt strong, I felt stable, nothing hurt afterwards, too much, like I'm a bit sore today, but not like super sore, my feet aren't sore at all, my knees are slightly clicky, but no more than normal, but just the mind was like buzzing, just absolutely buzzing, like I left feeling euphoric, which was awesome. awesome. That's very good. So I want to talk about limiting beliefs and the attitude around like our own beliefs, um, because I... I did it yesterday, I was like, oh no, I'm I think I'm about this, I'm not that strong And then when I did it, and I was like, oh you can put more on Then Chris said, like, yeah bro, you can put more on So I was like, oh yeah, I can put more on, like I can do that What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Because Link's saying you need to be really struggling to get there I want you to be, you know, trying to get that last rep And I've never kind of probably pushed myself to get to that point of fatigue While I'm working out on my own 100%. Because of the the, the, the mind and the, the disbelief in
0: myself. And I think that's, first of all, that's a really good thing about having these sort of studies and, and things like that. If if we can get members to push to that point, they all of a sudden have a realisation of where they're at. Um, yeah, so, so often people do something and be like, oh, that's an absolute max. But without um, the willingness to go close to failure or to get to failure, um, there's no... No way of knowing where they're actually going to fail. Um, so that's yeah the exact same thing as I was talking about a couple of weeks ago. Um, you want something to be achievable and that you'll regularly pass, um, but also have instances where you are going to fail. So if you've never been to failure in a back squat or a bench press or anything like that, you don't know where your limits are. And you could think, all right, my limit's at 90 kilos or on those lines, but it's actually 110, 120. And you don't know because you haven't experienced that failure before and know how close to it you are. Mm. So that's really cool.
1: Felt good. Felt really good. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to just talk about like that feeling and our uh, our kind of probably, yeah, limiting beliefs, the classic. You know, we've touched on it before, the I'm not good enoughs and I, I'm not worthy of doing this or or feeling that certain way. How do you think we kind of combat that, not just only in a sports, athletic world, but in, in everyday life, everyday interactions? I think it's really hard.
2: Uh, like, yeah, I'm glad we're talking about other than sport as well because I think it's very easy to have these limiting beliefs in everything we do. Um, say, you know, I don't deserve to make this much money. I don't deserve to have a really healthy Relationship, I don't deserve to have fantastic friends. Like they're very common beliefs by a lot of people in this world. So I think it is important that, yeah, we talk about it as well as just sport. But um, to a new experience at yesterday, Jack, if you didn't have people there guiding you, you probably wouldn't have changed or attempted anything heavier. Hundred percent. And I think that's also very, very uh, the same as what we'd have in real life, right? Like is in if you want to believe that you are – worthy of your paycheck or you deserve more money, you've got to have people be like, yeah, you do deserve this. You are, you can make this much money. You do deserve to have a really healthy relationship. Um, To have that supportive environment around you, it's massive. And I don't think unless you're deep diving into books or videos where you can learn that kind of thing, unless you have those people saying, actually verbally saying, you've got this, I don't think you can change those attitudes
0: or it's very difficult Mm.
1: at least. Doing it on your own. Mm. 100%.
0: Hundred percent. So it's ironic. I sort of I listened to the Imperfects podcast, the most recent one with Ben Crow, I believe it was, um, and he was talking about uh, your life is, is like a your own story, and you can write whatever you want, sort of thing. Um, and he literally spoke about limiting beliefs and 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 how to combat that. And he spoke about um, what was it? Uh, you can look. Uh, or you can read your book or produce your book from the point of view of being your biggest fan um, and having really positive energy and, and self-talk and, and all that sort of stuff. Or you can be um, your biggest critic. Um, and obviously, it's relatively simple one. You want to be your biggest fan and how that little mindset change um, can manipulate everything. Um, so rather than saying, oh, Jack, I've, I've got 90 kilos, that's it. i shit compared to Link or whatever. Um, going in with a mindset of, of saying, Look, I'm just going to go as heavy as I can and, and do my work, and, and how that sort of mindset can change the outcome of everything. Mm. So it was good to listen to as well.
1: Yeah, the comparison is gnarly. Mm. And that's, and we've definitely spoken about the, the social media side of, of comparison. If you go into it with the, yeah, the, the book thing is your biggest fan. Um, also, I hear, um, this on, uh, well, I hear it on Instagram, Uh, there's a video, I think it was Joe Rogan or one of the big podcasters, and it's like a, it's just their voice in the background of this like motivational video, it's like, what would you do if um, there was a camera crew following you around, would you live your best life, or would you, you know, mope around, be miserable, it's like, fuck yeah, like, what would you do, like, would you put it on and try and be like, well, I'm super busy, I always do this, and this is what I do, I'm super awesome, but it's what, what matters when people aren't watching it's those conversations you're having with yourself when no one's listening
0: we had a uh, similar this the other day that we were discussing and you can mm-hmm. you can talk on it link you were mm-hmm. followed around by Lando the videographer for a coached up session
2: yeah which was an amazing experience to be honest uh so Friday morning 6am I had a mic on me and I had a camera on me for yeah 90 minutes um And obviously, I like to think I'm an incredibly enthusiastic person normally. However, that added not necessarily pressure, but knowing that everything I said, everything I did was being viewed, Mm. I made sure that I did everything at 110%. Coaching, enthusiasm, my engagement with every single member, um... And there was a difference. You could see a difference from a, from a coaching point of view, you could feel the difference in the room. Um, and yeah, it was amazing at the capacity in which you could push yourself when needed. Um, and it was, maybe it was a limiting belief that this was my ceiling, but now I've realized what my ceiling actually is as a coach on the floor because I've had that environment that kind of creates it. Um, it also made me incredibly tired. I don't think I'd ever been tired from a yes. 60 to 90-minute coaching session. I still had to coach for another two and a half hours after that. But I was I was physically exhausted and mentally exhausted because it was probably against what I'd been doing and I had to go to this next level, which
0: I obviously could, but it just drained
2: me significantly. So that's um, a big
1: energy give.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's literally just like your yeah, training. If you do a, a bigger session, you you're more fatigued, mm. and you get used to the level or the regular of what you're doing. Yeah, how do you reckon we can use that to influence or find a better outcome in terms of coaching for all staff from that? Uh, maybe minus the fatigue. Uh, well, I think first getting
2: those, that baseline, what you could work at capacity. I think that's really interesting. We talked about potentially just marking up and videoing all our coaches, right? Yeah. Like if you just experience a 60 minute version of that best coach, you're like, ah, shit, this is what I should be doing every single time. But then you've, you've got to train it. It's almost like you have to train that. So you're not getting significantly fatigued from it or it, it
0: becomes just normal. Um, and how we approach that, I don't know. Periodized coaching, so periodized coaching. 30 minutes of absolute flood out, then you go to forty-five the next week, and then
1: I, my- I, I think how how in this space in the rad center, for that because not everyone as a member is going to want that super, uh, over the not over the top. I shouldn't mm. say over the top, but it's like when people deal with me, I'm pretty full on. But I know, I know not everyone enjoys that interaction, so you do have to tone it down to certain people. What could happen from a member's perspective, now we're talking here about the RAD Centre, you could have it so when people come in and they get their program on the iPad and they're ready to go, almost like a, like a three little system button where it's like, I would want less interaction, moderate interaction, high interaction. Because some people might be like, you know what, fuck. I actually just kinda wanna, you know, chill out, have a hey guys, how you going? But no don't really need too much. Mm. Someone could come and go, actually, you know what? I'm feeling a bit lonely. I don't want to go up to Link, Tim, Sarah, Haint Chris, whoever, and go, hey, I need a bit more attention today. I'm feeling a bit off. I need I need someone to drive me. So maybe that way you could do it so you know who which members are wanting that extra oomph. So Mm. then you don't have to give it as a broad because I've seen people look me in the face and then they completely like change the way that they're looking at me because I'm coming in like hey how you going like super over the top and then I see them they're kind of like taken away and they almost they take a step back so to approach it maybe like that so it's like a, a a number system Could possibly work. I Mm. would like that. Um, I'll talk to everyone regardless, (laughs) but because I do. But it does take a lot of energy out. And Link, I loved that video. I fucking love that video because it is you. It's you 100%. Yes, it's to a heightened level of you, but it's 100% you. And I said it to you. uh, we, we, We touched in with you when Link was over in Perth. Mm. And then when you came back, I noticed a shift straight away in the whole room's energy because you came back and you you obviously spoke with Welshie and Radis about your trip and it kind of just emphasised that core group of trainers and leadership team to to trickle down and it just changed completely and now it's even changed again with doing videos like that because you guys are such strong characters. When you guys level up, it just shifts the whole energy to a different level. Mm. So I appreciate it as a member, as a friend, but I can definitely see it as well change the whole dynamic of the building. It's, it's fucking awesome.
2: Mm.
1: Appreciate that, Joe. No, of That's course. Because you're both very good, uh, very knowledgeable. I get a lot of feedback, um, uh, well, from my dad. Dad's a big listener and loves, loves what you guys do and always goes, man, they're so intelligent. My like, dad, you're also intelligent. You're super intelligent. Oh, yeah, but I couldn't do that. I'm like, yeah, but I couldn't back a a, a massive trailer on a mine site. We can all do things. We all can't do things.
2: That's why I never pick up a screwdriver or a drill, right? (laughs) There are some things that I just shouldn't do, and that's one of them. We will have our strengths.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But knowing that you can do anything you want and not having the attitude of, no, I can't, um, because attitude is obviously a big thing with everything we do. If you have the attitude, if you're walking up to the bar, the weights, or if you're talking to someone for the first time or trying something new, you've got to have that, like, you know, oh, I'm the fucking man. I can do it. You don't have to tell people, but
2: you can do it. You've got to be able to bring yourself back to thinking that regularly as well. Like there's definitely periods where, you know, we've talked about it the last three months. I've been like, yeah, oh, fuck, I don't deserve what I think I deserve you've got to draw that back and be like fuck it i do deserve the best i i command the best out of myself and i'm going to put it out there no matter what um so having those little protocols those systems in place potentially again that environment around us where we can actually be like fuck it i know jack i know Welsh, you're going to bring me up no matter what i know this is where i should be i'm i'm going to be that way um i'm going to try surpass it which is massive
0: The other thing um, that is relatable to this that that Ben in the podcast was going on about was talking about having like a just a brief mantra or a statement uh, that if you – so basically if you're in a social or a professional or whatever environment that you're not comfortable with, people tend to either be obnoxious and over the top or withdraw massively Um, and – if you don't believe that you deserve to be in that situation Or you're not intelligent enough to be in that situation Or whatever Just having like a brief statement that you say to yourself To bring yourself back to it and say Hey look I'm I'm smart I'm in this for the right reason Or like just having a brief brief statement To sort of pull you back to it um, So yeah That's something we could work on as well
1: Like an anchoring Like tennis players The grunts yeah. and the sounds and the fist, fist bump down It's like yeah I can do it
0: yeah, or yeah, or literally, like if you're standing in front of the the, the heavy on the squat, saying, "Yep, I got this." Something as simple as that.
1: So it's all how we carry ourselves, and yeah. and it's easier said than done. We don't expect change to happen overnight, and it doesn't happen overnight. But it's those compounding interests battling those limiting beliefs, keeping the attitude uh, above the positive side, you know, because we, we can dip down, we've all been there, it dips down and we get flat and stuff, but it's it's staying up and st- um, staying high. I had an incident on the weekend um, just quickly with my brother and I had to remove myself and um, I really appreciate actually um, Tim's other half, Um because I got to, Tim and Sarah and their children were here on Sunday. And I happened to come in on Sunday um, morning. And while well, she's about to go for a run, and I'm like, oh, well, seriously, I can chit-chat. And you know, while we're stretching and walking around the gym, it was just us there, so we're just talking shit. And I got to kind of vent and, and just speak what was on my mind. And it was just really nice to have someone who was just kind of non-partial, just like, yeah, hey, like, and just listened. And I really appreciate having that kind of per- people, pe- person in my life. And it just happened to be your your missus who kind of got the brunt of of my uh, frustration. And then I think I was speaking to Hanksy the other day. And, and I was like, fuck off, oh, man, I'm just all negative, like telling these people my problems. But then it's like, well, actually, these are the people I'll celebrate wins with. These are people I'm, I'm okay with because I didn't tell anybody at work. Mm. I didn't talk about it with anyone at work because I was like, you know what, fuck, I don't want to tell these people this. They expect me to be here. So I really appreciate that from, from the bottom of my heart for you guys to be able to be those people that I can just be like, fuck, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I can say, hey, look, I'm battling this because I was going to smoke weed on Sunday and I didn't. But what I did do is I ordered a pizza mm. and I went and, Picked up a pizza on Saturday night. Once I, uh, so I had a f- bit of a fight with my brother, and I he upset my mum quite a bit, and they had an argument, and it upset me, and I couldn't be there. I just couldn't be around my brother. I didn't have my car, so I had to get dropped off at the train station, caught the train to the city, and then caught the last train to Ballarat. And so I was pretty much in my head, real down, real negative. Like fuck this, fuck this, da, da da. And I was so tempted to roll a doobie and get high, and then I caught myself. I was like, Nah, bro, you can't do that. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to rely on the dope. And uh, yeah, it kind of made me sad actually, because it's like, um, that's that's um, yeah. It just it caught me off guard. I was like, Fuck! Mm. I used to rely on um.
2: Substances. Yeah. Mm.
1: And I was so embarrassed with myself. And then I um I didn't I was gonna call my mum and I was gonna say sorry for um running away from the issue and I hate um I hate when my mum's upset. And I know my brother didn't mean it, but we were trying to help him. And then I just can't be around it because I lose my temper. Like, it's it's like that thing. Like, if someone fucks off my mum, I'll fucking, I'll murder you. Like, I don't care. And so I removed myself from that situation. But then my old thoughts started creeping in. And so I resorted for a pizza. And I had a pizza. I still felt super guilty because I was like, fuck, you don't need that. But it's better than a doobie. It's better than a doobie, but I was so proud of myself. But I was also so upset, and it cuts me up because I upset my mum. My mum was upset, and then I was upset. But it wasn't my battle to fight. But then I I wear that that I need to fight it. So I just really appreciate, and I hope I hope um, the people I got to share that with, and and having been out of vent with Sarah, uh, and and just the people in my life. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Fucking hell, man. Mm. Family, bro. Family. Oh, they've got our silver bullets. Fuck, they can rock us up. And it just, yeah, it angers me. Mm. Angers me.
0: But you look at that and you say, like, times were tough and you went to your, your – typically what you would resort to and you are able to restrain from that. So that's awesome. So you did really yeah, well. It's massive,
2: mate. It's huge. Small steps. Mm. And we're allowed to feel those emotions as well. Like, that's – fuck it feel it Mm. like we can't avoid those emotions that you feel by being angry and stuff but it's how we deal with it and you took a really positive step in how you deal with it Mm. that's it might not be the the hundred percent best method of dealing with it but rather than completely wiping everything you made a really positive step with removing yourself having a pizza and substituting that rather than getting stoned yeah Mm
1: crazy how the mind works and where it can take you and uh, yeah, that's that's why this is important and, and as always, we appreciate the listens, we appreciate the value that we get to pass on and we actually hit a milestone um, last week which I, I definitely got to mention it to to Tim um, and I think I spoke to you about it yesterday briefly but we we're working out. We hit the most downloads we've ever had in a three-day period um, which is awesome, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you guys are listening to this, finding value, we appreciate it. And um, yeah, it, it's very, uh, very cool. Very,
2: very cool. Absolutely.
1: So yeah, shall we leave it at that, boys? I think so. I know Fantastic Tim's, Tim's episode. Places to be, babies to kiss, hands to shake.
0: Hundred percent. Thank you to Tim's kombucha.
1: Mm, delicious. When are we actually going to get some more of that? Firstly,
0: never. We know you don't. You don't like it. There, there'll be more coming. I uh, I didn't realize. So I'll put my scoby in the fridge because we went away. I went dormant and I thought it was as simple as taking it out and getting it going, but it's a 30-day process of basically waking it back up, so I'm just going to buy another scoby and start again. You've got to wake it up. Yeah, it's a living thing, Jack. Mould. But Tell anyway, uh, I'll order one online, seven days to get here, seven days, to, uh, three weeks maybe. Awesome.
2: Shuts out the gate, shuts out the gate.